Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Hello, hello. Welcome to Ask Floss. Questions, dilemmas, shitty advice, maybe advice that's helped you. I hope so. Thank you so much for being here anyway. You've been my absolute faves. I'm having a blast and I hope that you enjoy listening to these two. We've got loads to get through today. So let's get started with your first question. I want to write a script, but I've never done it. Please tell me to write the damn script. Write the damn script. I've never written a script. I would like to try, have, give a go at it one day. I love to do things that push me out of the boat. So also I need to write the damn fucking script. You're going to have so much fun with it. Oh my God, I'm so excited for you. Please write the damn fucking script. On to the next question. One of my closest colleagues was biphobic to me, not realizing I was bi. WWFD. Is that what would Floss do? <laughs> okay, I would probably go in a very compassionate and gentle way. I'd go, yeah, actually, I'm bisexual. I would just say that. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually bisexual. Depending on how safe I felt, but most of the time I just, I'm, I'm very okay with, with asserting my sexuality unless my like, you know, physical safety. I'm, I'm okay with someone being grossed out by the fact that I'm bi because I love being bi. I love it. So what would Floss do in that situation? I would probably just go, actually, I'm bisexual. Period. Leave it there. And then just kind of let them squirm and see if they correct themselves. Also, it gives them a chance to correct themselves, you know. Maybe they didn't know. Who knows? Okay, on to the next question. What's inspiring you at the moment? Uh, illustrations and florals. So I love florals. Like um, I'm also like drawing lots of flowers at the moment. My house is filled with flowers. I'm drawing flowers at the moment. So I'm incorporating a lot of florals into my illustrations and also the clothes that I wear. They're looking really gorgeous. Like a mixture of Kath Kidston and Gucci in my clothes. That's what I'm going for. Kath Kidston, Gucci meets Lana Del Rey, 20s Hollywood glamour with pink hair and tattoos. That's the vibe. Okay, on to the next question. Favourite comedian or comedy sketch show? I haven't watched a lot of comedians or comedy sketch shows, but I do love Hannah Gadsby, Nanette. If, if, if by now you for some reason haven't watched Nanette, please watch Nanette. N-A-N-E-T-T-E by Hannah Gadsby. It left me in tears. It's just fucking amazing. Okay, what Scorpio traits do you relate to? I don't really know a lot about Scorpio traits apart from being intuitive and horny. And both of those are true. Okay, on to the next question. Went on a first date in six years and slept with them. Then got ghosted. Trying to not feel like shit. Any advice? Don't try to not feel like shit because that is bullshit. Like modern dating is so disposable and I'm so sorry that this person did not give you the common decency to tell you that they didn't want anything serious or that they just fucking ghosted you. It's just bullshit. My advice with this is to realise it had nothing to do with you. 
realize it had nothing to do i've been in the bargaining stage of being like oh but maybe they're going to come back and they do come back they always fucking come back if you learn one thing they always come back it will be a text message or they see you on public or they like your instagram post or they'll watch your story whatever it is whatever kind of like crumb they're gonna throw you so that you're close enough that if they ever want got bored enough or or horny enough or whatever to interact with you again they're gonna message you you are worth so much more than that you if someone's gonna have access to you they should be treating you and respecting you in the way that you desire so first of all, number one tip, just don't get back to them. The second someone tries to come back into your life, just say, bye, bye, you just respected me. Like sleeping with someone, then getting ghosted is horrible because you open yourself up to someone and it's kind of taken advantage of that trust that you gave them. So yeah, I'm with you. It's shit. And don't try and not feel like shit. Just feel it all. Okay, next question. How can I learn to be more casual when dating? I fall hard and get obsessive. Don't try and be more casual. Clearly, it's not something you were built for or something that you want to do. Don't force casual. I saw something the other day that was like, hookup culture has actually just given, for women that don't actually enjoy hookup culture, it's just given men patriarchy more power because now men get to just sleep with women and not have any responsibility for the aftermath or the cleanup or cleanup as in not the literal cleanup after sex, but, you know, the emotional cleanup of transparency and communication. So I think that if you don't want to engage with hookup culture, don't engage with hookup culture. You don't have to. There's, there's no rule book. There's no feminist rule book that says you need to do it. Perhaps you're just a very sensitive soul who cannot share their energy with people in that way and feel fucking empowering afterwards. That's what I know. A lot of girls that feel fucking incredible after a hookup, they do it really well. They own hookup culture, but you can't let hookup culture own you and you can't let it be this thing that you're just trying to do to prove that you're the chill, cool girl, you know? Do not let yourself slip into that mindset. It's not going to benefit you. You deserve so much better than that. Okay, on to the next question. What's your go-to travel snack? Dried mango. I fucking love the stuff. And an iced coffee. Iced oat latte with less oat milk. So like an iced flat white. Basically gorgeous. Okay, on to the next question. How to get out of a love bombing relationship that's really toxic and controlling? I'm so sorry. Please write down the things that the, the, the toxic and controlling things and write down the love bombing things and know that the list of love bombing things are the things that this person will preemptively bring up every single time you try to confront them about the toxic and controlling behavior. These are not acts of love, these are acts of manipulation. Anytime someone says to you, I promise I'll get therapy, I promise, I'm da, 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 and they give you the empty promises, maybe they will go and see a therapist, but eventually they'll drop off and say, Oh, I don't need it anymore, I'm fixed. And then back to the toxic and controlling bullshit. People will promise you everything that you want to hear when they feel that there is a threat to the relationship. It happens in abusive relationships, it happens in cults, it happens with a lot of things where there's like a high control system in place, which can just be, can be a room of people, can be in a relationship, whatever it is. So just remember that these things are not acts of love. These acts of love, by the way, also exist without the abuse. You are, you deserve all the love without the abuse. Love and abuse cannot coexist, as Bell Hook says, which is just the truest thing of all. Anytime you think, oh, but they do this, that love and abuse cannot coexist. Someone cannot love you if they are hurting you and harming you like that you know we make mistakes we say the wrong things we get lash out sometimes and we apologize after and we come back and we, we we mend and we build but love and abuse cannot coexist also read all about love by bell hooks fucking amazing book 
Okay, on to the next question. Is it rude if an old friend visits your city and meets up with the other friendship group people, but not you? Damn, I would also find it hard not to take that personally. But is what it is. It is what it is. Also, maybe the friend, you know, when it's one of those things where it's a miscommunication, maybe they think you don't like them. So they've not asked you. Or maybe the friendship group people have said something. Who knows? But you could also just directly confront the friend and say, hey, do you want to hang out? And if they make their excuses, just take the lesson. And the lesson being that, well, there's nothing you could do, but perhaps this person's just outgrown you. You've outgrown them. There's no, you, cannot, you cannot force people to stay in your life. So if a friendship has expired, it's, it's not easy to grieve. But I'm just saying perhaps that's what needs to happen there. And the friendship has expired. We don't talk enough about friendship breakups. They're fucking tough as shit. But yeah, that is, that is a bit of an odd one. I definitely feel the same way as you. Okay, on to the next question. Book recommendations for liking yourself more. I don't understand why my boyfriend loves me. Oh my goodness me. Oh, I don't understand why my boyfriend loves me. Okay, I definitely relate to that feeling. It's it's strange. Some days I have these things of like extreme confidence and then I'm like, but why? And then it's this, if you can look at your boyfriend and think about all the things you love about him, Perhaps from that place, you can see that there is beauty in other people and that that beauty is just a reflection of yourself. Um, You've asked for book recommendations on self-love. I'm going to recommend Untamed by Glennon Doyle once again. It's fucking incredible, particularly to do with self-image and people-pleasing behaviours in your life and to do with ignoring your intuition as well. It's fucking incredible. The Body is Not an Apology by Sonia Renee Taylor, another incredible book. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and recommend those two. Get yourself started on those. They're incredible if you haven't read them already. Okay, on to the next question. Fun first date idea. Oh, first date. Okay, so you could do the standard like, you know, drinks and dinner, drinks in the cinema. Um, I like a nice walk. So like drinks, dinner, go for a little walk, a little scenic walk. I live in London, so everything's just kind of beautiful here you know a simple walk along the Thames with the right person is just like the absolute spice of life if you're having the best conversation so I love a walk perhaps introducing them to something that you love whether it's a movie that you love a restaurant that you love a cuisine that you love that you haven't tried yet trying new experiences with each other can also be a really great bonding experience so knock it out Okay, on to the next question. Do you ever feel like the entire world is against you? How do you stay strong in those lonely, misunderstood moments? I've definitely felt like the entire world is against me. And I've definitely been in situations where people have like verbally told me that they're against me, which is just something that happens when you're a public figure and things happen online, which is just very odd. But it's funny because in those moments, actually, I've never had more clarity about who I am and how uh, incorrect these people are about me. And that's when I lean stronger on the opinions of the people who do know me. So how do I say strong and there's no only misunderstood moments sometimes it's just turning to my journal to just read stuff that I have said in the past read my experiences to get to connect to myself or it's just documenting how I'm feeling or it's turning to close friends people that do know you people that do love you people that do understand you sometimes it's turning to a content creator who thinks the way you do whatever it is wherever you gain relief from painful solitude because solitude can also be very beautiful But when you're having painful solitude, I think in those moments, sometimes it's nice to turn to people that do understand you. Movies, music, music, music and books. That's what I turned to when I was a teenager, when I felt like the entire world was against me for, you know, like high school reasons, girls, cliques, all that kind of stuff. Music and books definitely were my respite from all of those feelings. Sending you so much love also. 
Okay, on to the next question. Where are your rings from? I have a ring from Gucci. I have a ring from a market stall. I have another ring from a market stall. I have a ring from uh, some some store online. I think it's called Serge, Serge Dimes. I don't even know if I'm pronouncing it right, but I found it on, I was looking for um, a ring with a bird on it. I think it's called Serge Dimes, Serge Dimes. It's probably some gorgeous French pronunciation or Spanish or something, and I'm just completely bollocking it up. Anyway, and the other one is designed by me, my little lips ring. They're currently out of stock on my store, but they will be back in stock soon. Okay, on to the next question. How do you feel about getting older as a woman in our society? Fucking excited. I'm so fucking excited because I'm just going to become more refined I'm going to become a more refined version of myself. My friendships are going to get stronger. Who knows, might lose some along the way. That's fine. That's life. I'm just going to get closer to who I am. That's how I kind of view it. I feel like when you're born, you are entirely yourself. And then the world comes in. It tells you who to be, tells you who you are. And then as you get older, you kind of find yourself. I've been finding myself over and over and over again, the different forms and iterations of floss. And I feel, genuinely feel at this moment in time, you know, don't hold me to this. I might, the, the, the weight of women's beauty standards might creep up into me when I spot my first wrinkle and I feel like shit. Who knows? I'm not, I'm not a middle-aged woman yet. I'm not an older woman yet. I don't know how that feels. However, my perspective of it at this time is I'm so fucking excited to meet the wiser, more refined, more stylish, more confident version of myself, you know? Like at this moment in time, I can't wait to be in my 30s can't fucking wait. I also think about the art I'm going to create, the books I'm going to write. That really excites me. Yeah, I'm excited. Okay, on to the next question. I really hurt someone that I care about. They can't trust me anymore, which is valid? Question mark? Yes. <laughs> yes. If they can't trust you anymore. Again, if you really hurt someone, it, what kind of hurt? Was it a betrayal? Physically hurt them? Accidentally? What's, I don't know the context here. But if someone doesn't want to be in your life, you can't control them to stay in your life. If someone wants to leave, they're going to leave eventually. Anyway, and it's fucking heartbreaking. We have all been hurt by people and we have all hurt people. We have all fucked up. Your job now is to try and learn from this and think about how you can not do it again and take it into your future relationships and accept that this person may never want to be in your life again, which is a tough one to learn, but we've all had to learn mistakes that way. So sending you love and also hope you can have a chat with yourself and learn your lesson and just forgive yourself as well. You deserve it. Okay, on to the next question. If you're questioning your sexuality, how do you have this conversation with a potential date? Or do you not date until you're sure about your sexuality? Okay. So are you saying, I don't know what you're saying. Are you saying you might think you're bisexual? You're about to date a woman, but you're not sure? I would definitely tell the person. Put it in your Hinge or Tinder profile. Questioning, you know? Questioning my sexuality. You just got to let people know. I, I would be upset, you know, if I had gone on a date with someone who wasn't sure if they liked me. You know? It doesn't feel good. It really does not feel good to be on a date with someone like that. But some queer women might also be in the same position as you. Figuring that shit out. Open to dating. Open to figuring it out. Open to experimenting. Yeah. Give it a go. Be honest with people. Okay, on to the next question. What gives you energy to create and how do you stay focused and disciplined? Energy to create comes from me being in alignment with myself, my values and my routine. 
And the second that something feels out of whack, the second that something feels out of alignment, so too does my art practice. I start to make things that I think I should make instead of the things that I want to make. And I start to let the world come into my my art process in terms of my thoughts and stuff. So how do I stay focused and disciplined? Do something little but something that's consistent. So consistency is better than going full steam ahead and then quitting. So even with like, I don't know, your, let's say you want to work out more. You don't do two hours every morning because you'll literally just stop after two days. But you could do 10 minutes of a morning jog every day and that's consistency will pay off better than you doing like going full ham in a fucking gym session you know it's like you ease yourself into these things same with drawing same with writing same with creating tell yourself I want to write a paragraph every day towards my novel tell yourself I want to draw something every day um, and eventually it just the practice becomes such a discipline that's consistent and you improve over time gently and slowly and steadily the way it's supposed to instead of going full speed ahead and burning out Okay, another question. What do you think the world would look like in 20 years time? Okay, finishing on a big one. Oh, do you know what? I've never actually thought about that. I think more people will be non-binary. I think non-binary could be an option on passport, hopefully. I think that there will be more queer people in media. I think that we might move away from social media not in a way like a drastic oh my god it's so awful for us way but I think we might look at it and you know so many people say this the author Matt Haig said on his social media I think we'll look back on social media one day as the same way we look at cigarettes where we viewed it as an integral part of our lives and now we look back at it as the addiction that it is there might be a change in that yeah I don't really know how old will I be I will be 44 sexy sexy that's such a sexy age I don't know how the world will look in 20 years time but I hope that there will be more queer people in positions of power I would love a queer prime minister that actually fucking cares about people's lives that would be wonderful There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a 
happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. If you're looking for a smoking gun, I can absolutely guarantee you, you will not find it. In October 2001, a series of letters filled with a deadly powder called anthrax were dropped into the U.S. mail system. What started as an unprecedented case turned into an unsettling mystery. Who sent these deadly letters, and why? From Campside Media and Sony Music Entertainment, I'm Josh Dean, and this is Cover Up Season 4, The Anthrax Threat, available now. How do I tell my partner that I think I'm trans? Congratulations, first of all. This must have been so tough to come to terms with uh, within a relationship. That's so amazing. I can imagine the confusion and how tricky this must be because this person met you a certain way and now you're changing and evolving. People change and evolve all the time. I think that you should be able to tell your partner this in a way that's ready for you. You don't have to build it up to be something. You could start dropping hints about your gender and how you've been feeling. I'm not sure if your partner is also trans. If your partner is queer, maybe they're already in the scene and they'll get it. I um, let, like the other complete, completely other scenarios that you're in a, a relationship in a typically heterosexual dynamic and the person is straight. I understand why this might be challenging to come out to someone as trans because it brings up questions for their sexuality and how they feel. But I would bring it up in a way you could start talking about trans issues. You could start talking about, you know, you know, in like a passive way in the media when watching films start expressing your emotions and how you feel maybe have a conversation about your pronouns if if saying the word trans to your partner is too scary you could ask to have different pronouns all that kind of stuff i'm sure that there are so many trans people also who could talk about this online way better than i can sean fay is an incredible trans activist she's written an incredible an incredible book she's a guest on this podcast also i love charlie craig she's an amazing trans influencer that i follow on instagram she's incredible she's also written a book i'm sure she has loads of advice too Okay, on to the next question. My parents are really homophobic, but I'm gay. I want them to love me for who I am. How do I come out to them? That's such a tricky situation, depending on whether you live at home with your parents or if they're distant to you, it can be really tricky. The idea of not being accepted by your parents for who you are and not being able to change who you are also is really tricky. So I'm giving you my full sympathy in this situation. Okay, how to come out to them? Hmm. They might already know. They might already know. They might already know and be pretending not to know in this situation. So you could, again, with the with the person who asked about how to come out as trans to my partner, you could also just try some queer media. Maybe you're not ready to come out to them. I know a lot of people who actually haven't come out to their parents. Everyone's queer journey is completely unique to them. No one fucking journey is the same. So because no single journey is the same, you don't have to you don't have to come out to them. You don't have to come out to them right now. You don't have to come out to them if you're not ready. Um, a lot of people I know haven't come out to their parents until they've been in a queer relationship, many different reasons. But you do not have to come out to your parents if you don't feel it is safe. That's your number one thing is safety. If you live with them, there's definitely the real threat of being kicked out. I know so many people deal with that. And if that's the case, Albert Kennedy Trust is an incredible organisation which gives so many advice and resources for people in those situations. 
But yeah, I feel like there are actually Albert Kennedy Trust probably have loads of resources for this exact situation. Also, a podcast guest that I just had on recently, Matt XIV, has so many incredible highlights where he discusses all of this stuff about coming out to family members and all of that stuff. And he has an amazing supportive community for this exact thing. Okay, next question. Favourite Christmas film? Grinch. Or Elf? Okay, next question. I've gained weight in my relationship and I think my partner is no longer attracted to me. What do I do? Definitely do not lose weight because of this assumption. Definitely do not put any pressure on yourself. That's just the first thing I want to say. People gain weight all the time, constantly. Life is fluctuating, whatever. You don't even need to justify it. I don't even need to give you all the reasons and whatever. This, this just happens. Sometimes it happens when you're so in love and you're so happy. Sometimes it happens when you're stressed and you think your partner is no longer attracted to you. You could tell your partner, I've, I've, I've noticed that you don't want to have sex with me as much anymore. Is there anything going on? You could say, I feel this way when I'm getting dressed in front of you. I feel this way when I'm wearing this. I feel that there's no longer any sexual... And talk, please talk about it with them. I hate the thought of this eating you up alive and it not being communicated to your partner, they might be... There's also a million reasons that it could have nothing to do with you. So you're feeling like they're no longer attracted to you. Let's say it's because they're not having sex as much with you. They could have something completely different going on in their life that's leading to them not having sex with you. That because you're aware you've gained weight, you are assuming it's because of your weight gain. So, But it also could be because of your weight gain and they're a shallow partner and you, you realise that they're not they, they, your intuition is right and they're no longer feeling attracted to you in which case either way it needs to be addressed whether it is an assumption that's correct or an assumption that is wrong it needs to be addressed so I'm going to give you all the strength to have a conversation with your partner about it and just address your feelings please okay on to the next question whenever I have a wank I feel guilty help okay so this was definitely me when I first started wanking, but I started wanking from a very young age, I would literally apologise to God and I'm not even religious. So in terms of the guilt, I think it's probably best to like source where that guilt is coming from. Is it feeling guilty because you're in a relationship and you feel like you shouldn't be doing this? Has your partner said they don't want you to do it? Are you single and wanking and you still feel weird? For, you maybe had a religious upbringing, maybe you didn't have a religious upbringing, but no one talks about masturbation. Or maybe you're just a fucking woman who's encouraged never to look or touch at her own pussy unless a man uh, is currently present or in the room. A book that changed my life uh, was The Beauty Myth please read The Beauty Myth. It talks all about how women's sexual desire has been linked and tied to whether or not they are desired. So actually a woman's arousal can be tied to whether she feels sexy in her own body and that that's really interesting because actually nothing changed in her arousal system apart from the, the thought of being looked at and sometimes that's where the guilt can come from in masturbation. Read The Beauty Myth. It's absolutely incredible. There's also so many amazing books. There's a book called More Orgasms, Please. There are so many guides on self-pleasure that you can read and are amazing guides. Yeah, but I definitely think tracing the source of that shame would help you a lot to kind of eradicate and get rid of that voice. Okay, next question. My girlfriend left her Reddit account logged in and I saw it. She was complaining about our sex life and it made me feel like shit. I don't know what to do. Oh, that is so horrible. That's almost like reading someone's diary, really, isn't it? And I'm 
sorry you saw that. I don't know if you maybe did search for it and you've stumbled across it and you've seen something you don't like. You don't know what to do because it's almost now kind of unconfrontable, isn't it? Because if you saw it by logging into her account or it was left on or whatever, there's an invasion of privacy either way. But let's let let's assume you did just it was just left on the computer and you saw it there. If I was in that situation, me, I would talk to my partner about it, and I would say, "I'm sorry, I didn't feel like you could come to me about this. It was really hurtful to read, but can we talk about it?" That's what I would probably say if it was my situation. I'd call the fuck down. I'd probably be really enraged that there was almost like... I'd probably feel a massive betrayal of trust just because I would like to think that um, they could come to me about it. But I would definitely talk to your partner about this one and tell them that you'd you you know you'd love to work on the stuff that they discussed or whatever. But I think you've seen it and it's, it's going to be this thing that's just looming over your head if it's not addressed it definitely would need to be discussed. That That's what I would do in that situation. Best of luck to you. That's a really tricky conversation to have. And I'm sorry you had to see that also. Okay, next question. My boyfriend doesn't properly wash his ass because he thinks it would make him gay. He says he doesn't have a problem with gay people. He just isn't one. And that's why he doesn't like to get overly familiar with his bum. I literally don't know what to do. It's so gross. That is so gross. That is so gross and I can't believe that homophobia has found its way into straight men's hygiene routines, particularly when anything to do with the bum could also be done by a woman. So this this just does not compute in my brain. However, I've seen lots of TikToks about this. I've seen lots of articles about this and it is an epidemic men not cleaning their ass properly. You said it's really gross. Consider whether you want to have sex with him if he's dirty and unhygienic. I'm sure that can't be good for you. That can't be good for your body. I just probably, if I knew that about someone, I wouldn't have sex with them. So I guess there's there's a decision about you and your hygienic boundaries in this situation put it this way you can't control your boyfriend even though the best thing for him to do would just be to wash his bum you can't make him do it so you can do your boundaries which is i don't want to have sex with you if you've not cleaned yourself properly that's your boundary you're not controlling him you're controlling that's your boundary i don't want to have sex with you if you're not cleaning your bum that's literally the only thing i can think of oh it's just the whole thing is so gross to me I don't understand that. I feel like that is some... For him to even heal this, because it's just pure hate also. If, if he says he just he's, he's a little bit homophobic about him being afraid of liking his bum being cleaned, I just don't understand it. I'm sorry, this is a really tricky one. I don't understand it. Please Google this stuff, but also about all this stuff. I'm sure there's a fucking expert who spoke about it. But... You don't have to have sex with someone who doesn't clean their bum. Like, you don't have to do that. And you can have boundaries around that. But you can't, unfortunately, you can't force him to do anything. But you can set your boundaries with what you will and won't allow. Okay, next question. My girlfriend likes golden showers, but I have extreme OCD. How to tell her I'm not into it without kink shaming her? You can literally tell her that. You can say, I'm so, that's so hot that you love this. But I have an issue with urine on my body 
is there anything else that you're into that I also feel comfortable with? First of all, your girlfriend isn't going to want you to do something that you're uncomfortable with. That's just not going to happen. So just, just tell her that. Just say it's so hot that you love this, but I don't feel comfortable with it. Is there something else we could do? Just say that. Okay, next question. Jewelry recommendations, please. Um, I get my chains and my rings from random stores around London. Um, I also have a ring designed by myself. I have a ring gifted from a friend. I have a couple of rings from Gucci. Yeah, and most of my other rings, my silver rings, are from uh, silver stalls in Sunday markets around London. Okay, on to the next question. I just found out my boyfriend cheated on me, but he doesn't know that I know. I don't like conflict, but I still love him. Do I break up with him? You have to tell him. Personally, in my book, it would be the biggest betrayal I could ever fucking imagine, and I would have to leave them immediately after discussing it with them. Because... You know, you just found out your boyfriend cheated on you. You might want to talk with him. It's just about you now, babes. What do you want from him? Do you even want to know more? Do you even want to know about the person? Do you even want to know that? Or do you just know that you want to hard out and that it's really confusing for you because you're in love with this person, but they've betrayed you? I would definitely have a confrontation with them. And then just knowing in my mind that it's solid that I've decided to leave, I'd probably also tell my friends so that they could hold me accountable for leaving and not getting swooped, swept back into that little bubble. Yeah, it would be a hard no for me. But it's up to you. And I think you deserve someone who doesn't fucking betray the most intimate trust you've given them in your life. You deserve so much better. Okay, on to the next question. What's your favourite beige food? All the gorgeous things you get in a roast dinner. So like Yorkshire pudding with really salty spuds cooked in the oils and juices from the roast gorgeous okay next question i got with two brothers can i continue something with one separately do they both know the situation are they both consenting suitors do they both are they in some kind of open competition to be with you do they both know? I don't know. It depends if like, if it's just this funny situation where you got with both of them and you prefer one of them and you can tell them, well, I got with your brother. How do you feel about that? I would like to continue to date you. You ha- obviously have to tell the other person. Are you still dating both of them at the same time? Did you get with one of them three years ago? It's so much context, but just tell them if you like someone, go for them. Okay, next question. Who's your favourite music artist first person that came into my mind um was the band the rolling stones just because they've been so cult to me for so many years of my life but an artist like a solo artist maybe um the other one that came to my mind is lady gaga even though i don't listen to her a lot also lana del rey just because of how she makes me feel when i listen to her music i'm a completely different person when i listen to lana del rey okay next question I'm in love with my teacher and I can't concentrate in lessons help fuck that's a toughie oh it's also hard isn't it it's that like one-sided relationship that's just just completely drive you to obsession could you change teachers could you do lessons from home genuinely put a barrier between you and the teacher if the feelings are not manageable that's what I would probably try and do yeah Okay, on to the next question. What do you think they should educate people more on in schools? Instant answer, boundaries. Boundaries, boundaries, boundaries. How to respect others and how to set your own. 
Next question. What is your McDonald's order? Probably a hot and spicy chicken legend with fries and sweet chilli sauce for dipping in. Gorgeous. Thank you so much for being here, everyone. I love getting this time with you. See you next week. Love you. Bye.